0: Today's episode is the perfect storm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nanziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the misbegotten, begotten, forgotten, not here, totally not rotten, Justin Whitehead. How's it going, sir? I'm all right. I'm on vacation. You're in...
1: 30A, my favorite part of the world. Yeah, you've been down here a lot. Um, yeah, I love it there. It's the first time for me. I hit the beach on Sunday with a fan, but I've been mostly working so far. But tomorrow I'll take off. Someone is starting a shower here. I don't know if you could hear it. That's my own version of brown wall, Nick. It's true. Beach wall or something. What about you? What's going on? Just working, doing some uh,
0: big time house cleaning stuff, getting rid of a bunch of trash. What does that mean? Like, what are you getting rid of? I'm just going through all these nooks and crannies and taking all this rotten crap and throwing it away and, or getting giving it to people or taking it, you know... The dump or whatever, just streamlining.
1: What's a What's a treasure you found that uh, when you're cleaning you find a treasure? I mean, little things here and there. I found a
0: chair that I had put away that I enjoy. It's one of those. It's a chair that has an inflatable ball for the seat. It's good for your posture. Oh yeah. So I'll be sitting ass on that at some point. <laughs> I'm hoping sitting some ass and sitting some dick on it.
1: You how's um Did you go see what was the big movie that came out? Mission, Mission Impossible. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. What'd you think? I liked it. It was good. Didn't we talk? already talked. Maybe about we it talked bit. about it. Yeah, maybe we yeah. already talked about. it. You just, you, you didn't expound on it. You just thought it was okay, huh? It was good. How, it, was, it was, how it, was Ernie? He was fine. He was fine. Is he in it a lot? He's in it enough. Do you remember a, an old joke I made on the old, old show about his son? Vaguely. Ernie's Ernie Zerny? Remember? Um, I read good. an article about Henry Zerny. He said that he kind of talked himself out of the sequels by mistake. He got overzealous. Talked over Zernus? To talked to one of the producers about the importance of his role going forward and they said well maybe not they, they let him slide nick they, they let that one get away i think it worked out yeah. because they, they weren't hurting for baddies and it was a nice gift to get him back wasn't necessarily a baddie
0: right an antagonist yeah, to Ethan Hunt, you know. Sure. And I'm dealing with a little fruit fly situation, which happens like it happens every three years or four years here, where they'll find their they'll find it really nice here, and they'll make my life a living hell.
1: And they they, they take roost in the house.
0: Yeah, they're these little flies that will originate from some location. Sometimes the sink, sometimes a crack in the wall. I don't know where these guys are coming from this time. So I, I've been smashing them, and I've had vinegar and all those. And then I found these things you plug into the wall that are actually very effective. So I've got those stationed throughout. They're not, you know, they're just annoying bugs. There was about, about three or four years ago, I had a very bad infestation of them, really bad. Mm-hmm. And I, they, I had to, I couldn't even have, ex- you know, exposed drinks. So I had to cover everything because they would try to find their way in. Luckily, I've I've got. I think I've got it under control. But I, I I'm an animal lover and I'm an insect lover. That does not apply to these creatures. I am a malevolent force roaming the house, ready to slaughter. And I do I take great pride in it.
1: Kill them. Are they just oh, I, are they just downstairs or everywhere? Yeah, they did the, the 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 couple of years back, they
0: hit everywhere. But th- downstairs is where I thrive, and I need them to get the fuck out because I
1: hate them. Fruit they flies thrive. and chairs with balls in them. Perfect storm. You know? Yeah. Who do you think? Halle Berry or Alexander Shipp? <laughs> Who is the perfect storm? That you killed one of my jokes at the end. That was going to be my tattoo. I was going to have can. It. Still can. Still can. I cannot.
0: You killed it. I was at a cigar shop today doing my business, and mm. the gentleman had X-Men Origins Wolverine on. That's Classic. what with Schreiber, right? Danny and Liev Schreiber.
1: No, I think I think it is. Is it? Is it? Is Liev Schreiber? I thought he was in another one then. Maybe, maybe. Man, maybe that's, maybe a that's right. Maybe that's I right. thought
0: Liev Schreiber was wasted on a on a bad one because he's so good in that movie. It has the Blob, which was a,
1: a terror. I didn't. You know, it's interesting. I didn't ever see that movie. I stayed it, far I, away. It is that one. Is is that the it, only it one he was, was in? It, yeah, it wasn't as bad as
0: uh, as advertised. It's not good. It's got your boy, it. Gavin Hood. Don't ever not know that. Don't ever not know that. It's Brian consonant it? No, he. I think. I think Danny Houston's playing a young version of him. There you go. Of his character, am I not? Uh, yeah, Brian Cox news talking about wokeism, Nick. Brian Cox, man, he's not a hundred percent wrong. Every single from a day, I like him
1: less. I gotta say,
0: no, I love him more and more. You know, he's an old guy. He's not. He is not expected to keep up with the modern times. And there is an under I, I get it. There is a lot of situations where it's ill placed, and they force it on people, and that's why they rebel. If it was a little bit more organic. And less preachy, I think it wouldn't get the foothold it has with certain types of people who take it to extraordinarily awful levels. It's been a while, but I get it. It has been weaponized, uh, but also it's no, I was thinking about this recently. It's no different than the way uh, Carlin was railing against political correctness back in his day. Mm. It's just the fact that everything is right in front of your face all the time and people choose to get offended by it and get upset by it. And it's, it's, it's all right. Like it's, we need to evolve, but I get it when there's an old dude who,
1: who, who is grumpy about it. Maybe stop sticking a microphone in his face. That's, that's just all I'm asking. I want to keep ask him, question,
0: him Yeah. Ask him questions. Questions about his book. Ask some questions about his roles. Don't fuck up. It's it's the reporters have agendas too, and it's fucking annoying. Because I just want I want to learn about what he does with his pubes at night. You know I don't I don't care about the other shit. It's
1: a man that likes to talk. He's got an opinion, and he goes for interviews, is not he? He's the voice of McDonald's. He's complicated. So happy. Makes me complicated, dude. He's been. 70 since Manhunter, you know what I'm saying? Like, how old was he in Manhunter? He's, it looks like he's about 50 in that movie. He was 18, surprisingly. <sighs> that, he I did enjoy his 30. book. You said you liked it.
0: Yeah, putting the rabbit back in the hat. Fucking great title, man. Lewis Carroll in this.
1: That was really but, the title uh, of
0: it? I think so, yeah. Oof. So, what have you done? This is, at, this will probably get cut out, but what have you done in the panhandle there?
1: Not much, like, so we went to the chill, the big chill today where that cigar shop was. And I guess you've been there. That's, called, you know that's called The Hub. Well, it's called The Big... They rebranded it to The Big Chill, apparently. That's no, Rock's huh? mistake. So that was there. We went there to eat, and there was some mm-hmm. um, funk band playing. They they sounded pretty good, I got to say. I'm not a huge fan of maybe funk music, but they sounded good, and they so had like a funky a night, cover. of yeah, the
0: nightsticks.
1: Wow. No. <laughs> Not that. I'm just saying they were playing like... I don't know. They, I wish I remembered their names. They were pretty good. The Funky Lampshades or something? Does That's an right? awful name. Lucky Night Sticks, the Funky Lampshades. Fun, to throw the kind of music into the name. I'm not no. sure they were called the Funky Lampshades. Something Lampshades. Anyway, doesn't matter. I had some barbecue. What have we done? I, we haven't done much. Went to the beach and the pool. We were in a hotel. Or a, I'm sorry. Like a, we're renting a kind of a, a house here but we haven't, we haven't done much we're gonna maybe go to a, a park tomorrow like a national park let's see my sister sent me a message about great, it great great and parks nice you, you
0: walk the old dunes
1: there yeah, that's, anyway. what, that's what she said that's what she sent me to that's what that's what we're gonna do and we haven't cool. gone to red bar which you recommended and we tried <laughs> to go to the ice cream place you recommended but uh it stormed like at Halle Berry, like crazy and lightninged well, so we couldn't go.
0: you haven't left yet. It's not far from you. We're I go. forgot
1: to tell you before, I, I know you have a lot of
0: people, but I wouldn't even get in my car. when I, I just use a bike to go everywhere because the traffic during the summer is so bad there.
1: It's hard I to work. Yeah. 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 So well, we got little kids. That's the problem. We got little guys, and it's hard to get them on a bike. Everybody's got golf carts and bikes down here, though.
0: Yep. Yeah. Don't be in a hurry. That's something you don't do there. You know what's great? And I know you're not going to get the opportunity to go to the, to the poker place. I or wish. Any, yeah, but. It, Ebro, maybe, it's one day like 40. We'll maybe one day you and I will make a trip. You really Go like over. it there, huh? I love Ebro. everything about that area. Yeah, I love Ebro. It's goofy, but it's fun, and it's not as vicious as some places. It's a nice break from the beach, you know? Do you think you'd ever retire down here? I would. I would, I would. you know, theoretically do that. I've had thoughts at some point. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that far away from everything else. It's Florida, which is a, a shithole, a shit but... You know, the water we, is my friend.
1: Would we still do the a podcast when, oh, when, yeah. we're the,
0: when we're old? Of course. I mean, the thing is, I mean, we don't do it nearly enough in the same room anymore anyway. So we know. can definitely uh, revisit the Fifty Shades
1: movies when we're older. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Maybe we have a different take. You don't need to tell me twice. I'm already I might have a different now. take now than I now that I've ruminated for a week yeah. since Fifty Shades Freed. You know, I was
0: really excited about doing those. I thought and this is the this is the age old issue. Not a lot of response, not a lot of interest not a lot of uh you know i think uh, i think that's why the perfect storm will solve all of our problems guys it's a it's a perfect time to introduce this show it's the movie microscope it's mm-hmm. a show in which we zoom in we walk tall with our ass hair and dreads we make dinner wet puke cubes leap into a giant pile of leaves while they're still in the tree consult baphomet about a tax shelter throw balls at boys Whip up a frothy concoction at the mall. Watch it move through a set of destroyed, scattered, Armageddon-infused, Autobot-ridden, stupid-ass eyes. Eyes that have been punctured by thoughts and time. Scrim it out. Rub it through. Watch it. See what makes a break. Share what the likes of the listeners. So we're talking about Finding Neverland. We're talking about the scene where Johnny Depp is writing a wonderful book in bed until he realizes his legs are covered in Amber Heard's discharge. Talk about the little moments.
1: Perfect storms filled with him. Are you talking about her poops?
0: poopies her ass remnant her, sw-
1: her sweet shit <laughs> his, his, his character is writing a book in bed and he finds out his his actual wife is somehow managing to get on the set pooped in the movie bed is that what's happening? I, I don't want to try to read too much into it <laughs> i
0: <I'm> just saying that <laughs> ever see Finding
1: Neverland? Fuck no. She probably wanted to hit his Peter with a pan after that court proceeding, though, no, no. He's back, right? Like, he's bounced back? He's doing some kind of like Versace ad or something. Didn't he get his band back together? P? Uh, it's it's Savage, please. Can you please Savage? What was his band? Oh, God. Was uh, it P? No, no. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> I know this. Am I wrong? It's not P? Something like that, right?
0: No, a it's a, it's, band. A, it's a dumb name. Maybe it's a... Funky lampshades, <laughs> you know it'd be funny if like Amber heard like in the in the context of my mm. story She shits and he's like what is what did you eat? And she goes Wendy <laughs> And that ties it all together a little bit Doesn't it Johnny Depp's band has a dumb name the Hollywood was, vampires. Oh God. I think it was album P. Oh, no He did have a band called P as well, but Hollywood vampires was the one that's kind of known. Oh my god pink grenade P Rock City Angels and Hollywood Vampires.
1: Go fuck yourself, Jonathan Depp. Let me zoom in real quick. Uh-huh. All shitty. <laughs> Talking about his bed again? Give me a scene Johnny Depp in concert. I mean he kinda looks like a rock and roller. Is that why you think he became a rock and roller? Like he, he looked the part so he Everybody I mean, everybody wants to be a you know, musician. And he
0: has the luxury of of turning it into a, speaking of weaponizing things, him and Jared Led, all those guys get to weaponize the living daylights out of their fucking... Leto
1: actually, did actually make a band that was successful. I I know, it it blows my mind. 30 Seconds to Mars, the dumbest name, with a terrible sound, but they do have quite a following. Um, I mean, they all stand distantly in the shadow of Sinise, don't they?
0: Like, is the captain Dan Band in my Lieutenant Dan Band. Lieutenant Dan oh, I thought mm-hmm. he got promoted. Yeah, you know, he got that's, what such you such got a 30 huge... odd foot of grunts. You got Dog Star. <laughs> you
1: got a his, phantom uh, planet. His um, his band, uh what's his face? Denise's band. It's like it, the the stage show huge production costs because they have to hide his legs behind boxes and stuff and yeah. You no legs at throughout every show. Here's the thing. I I, I Gary Sinise is goofy as hell.
0: Mm -hmm. I like him as an actor, fine, goofy as hell, but at least he has the common decency to not write music. I think it's all covers. I think they're a cover band.
1: Is it really? Is I think it a cover, they're a cover
0: band? I think they're a cover band. You know, I'm not sure. I, 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 I did a, I don't know what caused me to recently listen to, oh, Kevin Bacon did something with his wife on Instagram where they were doing a song. Sedgwick? Yeah. And then, of course, Costner has his, what's it called? Uh, True West or
1: something. And... Uh, God, is it? I do not even know he had a band. I guess I can't remember. He has a band? Yeah. Kevin Costner? It's like pure West or true West, or of course. And then, is he from? Is he from anywhere that is remotely cowboyish? Where's he from? Kevin Costner. I'll tell you where he's from. Indiana. The Big Chill. He's down
0: the street from you, getting ripped out of that fucking complex before you get to walk in. He's gone. You don't even know he was there. Where's he Costner. from? Anaheim? Don't I ever say that. I, he's probably from Montana or some
1: shit. He's going through a divorce, port guy, right now. I don't feel bad for him. Born in Linwood, California, Nick. Lots of sage there, man. You appropriated his cowboyness, I guess. That's okay, look, it works. Who knew that he would take Silverado this far? Costner
0: is a, a legendary treat. I will hear no besmirch. What's your relationship with A Perfect
1: Storm, Mr. Waddell? I guess I thought I liked this movie. That's my relationship. Saw in the theater. I was like, man, I like this movie. Watched it this afternoon. Not sure I still do, Nick. I remember the book was huge. Sebastian Younger, is that how you say his name? Or Junger? Mm-hmm. I think it's younger. He wrote it. It was a big book. They made a, a big movie with a, you know, Wolfgang Peterson and George Clooney, and it was a hit, I think. Big right? hit. and it was a not a feel good film, but a lot of people still want and saw a little boat get rocked, smashed away for you know, forever. Recurring based on a true theme. story. Right,
0: recurring theme in this show. I love the scenes that are the least scenes they made the movie for. Just like what? in Fifty Shades, the sex scenes were my least important. I love this
1: movie until shit goes south in the water. It gets a little Star Trek-y whenever the waves start hitting the ship. You know, old school, like, they shaking the sets. But I think some of the effects are really good. I like John C. Riley in it. I think he's probably the best part. I don't know. It's it's a little bit, it reminded me, oddly, of The Thing at the beginning with the kind of the ramshackle crew of, you know, working class dudes dudes and um, well, that's how
0: they pitched it to the studio <laughs> warner brothers is, it's the thing
1: except they drown and <laughs> bob gunton's in it, it you know what bothered should... me the most clooney is terrible like his character is a villain in this in a weird way and i didn't remember it like that
0: it, it's finally a movie where the where the captain is a little egocentric and maniacal it never happens in a movie
1: but you know he's such a personable dude you kind of were like oh he's going to be like this you know very handsome hero in this and he's not. He he's actually basically is the cause for all the misery. I don't
0: disagree, but I also think this is Clooney maybe at his best 50s matinee movie star persona. He is such a fucking movie star. in Course. this. I think sometimes that gets lost in the because the, he, cho- he usually chooses material that doesn't accentuate his sex appeal. I mean, sometimes he'll do it, but a lot of the times he he tries to be a little bit more part of the ensemble or whatever. And this one, I mean, he's obviously an ensemble, mm. but he he's given speeches and, and the camera jacks off to him in this thing. It's crazy. He tries his
1: best. I think he does a good job. I just think that the character has written it and, and if you you look at the history of the movie a lot of people toyed with playing this character and didn't ultimately they passed and I wonder if they passed because they're like I don't want to play an absolute zero you know and I think the guy's family actually sued the movie I read which yeah. I don't I couldn't understand why well they it was sort of personal because they wanted Joe Spinell to play the character so this
0: is sour grapes and
1: it is based on obviously a true tragedy and um, when we when when I'm making fun of the movie right now, I will say that I'm not making fun of those those guys. I'm making fun of the, the characters in the film. That's a terrible thing that happened obviously. I, I, di-
0: I might disagree with it being a tragedy. It, yeah, I th- I, to me I would almost call it group suicide in a way. It really comes off as People that got what was coming, in some respects. No, I mean, they were, you know, obviously they... It's funny when you make a movie about something like this, because mm-hmm. literally once they leave the harbor, everything is made up. You know, they there's nothing, there's no... Yeah. This is pre-everybody being on their phones and all that. So this is, it's, it's, a, it's a work of fiction once they leave the harbor, other than the fact that they wind up in Neptune's belly. You know, there's mm-hmm. really not a lot of... Don't know what happened know, out there. A Leviathan could have
1: struck. Yeah, you know. Don't you get know. me oh, super hard right now. But... You know, it's. You know, it's a tragedy. Ben Pulley. That's a tragedy. (laughs) That's going to bring him up. But no, I was just saying that it's, you know, it's. Look, this is a dangerous gig, and these guys needed money, and sometimes you do dangerous things to get paid. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. A perfect storm happened, Nick, and guess who tells us a perfect storm happened? Chris McDonald. Of course he does. But almost, a little over halfway through the movie, he name drops the, the title. Oh, I bet he's excited, playing yeah. a news anchor. It's not
0: often you get to see an actor who half of his role, he has a bib for makeup around his neck. You know, I mm-hmm. love that. Ben Pulli, the a screen.
1: Yeah, let's go. Let's start. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about Ben Pullis. Okay, let's do the cast. So okay. you
0: said, and by the way, Mark Wahlberg, this is the... I've never found him to be attractive. This is the best he's ever looked in a movie, I'll say. But go ahead. Let's talk about the cast. And Wahlberg actually
1: does pretty good in this movie. Uh, the character? Because... Character he gets, a, he gets eight. Get eaten by the sea. Let's start with the cast. Okay, we got Bob Gunton, as you mentioned. Let's take turns. I'll say another name. Cherry Jones in this. Cherry Jones in this. Speaking you know, of Succession, shoulder to shoulder with Karen Allen in here. Yeah, Billy Fickner in this. I love seeing William Fickner. looking sun kissed in this uh-huh. loving his blonde looks and you know got one of our favorite all-time john hawks he, he is he's, great he's my this. he's the best in this movie yeah I think. he's so good mm-hmm.
0: and actually charming as dick in this movie yeah. another
1: favorite mary elizabeth masrantonio in this mm-hmm. i forgot that she was in this she's plays i liked her a lot in this i forgot she was even in it you have john c Riley. you got diane lane dog you do you have um Dash Mihawk, did you mention him? You did, right? Not
0: yet, not yet. But I'm mm-hmm. glad you brought him out. Alan Payne from New Jack
1: City in this. That's right. And you know, I had, like. He, I remember that someone was in here that I didn't, I didn't know, and he was the guy. He's he a very successful love... TV guy. And he was.
0: I'm my, my brother's keeper in the, that. But he was also in this romantic movie back in the back around that year. I don't. It doesn't matter. But he was in it. He's pretty good in this. Yeah, you got Mark Wahlberg, obviously. You got the C the season here. Th- you got Michael Fucking Ironside in this, playing a walking
1: Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> I think he plays. A, I think he's supposed to take the, some of the heat off of George Clooney's character once again. I don't find any fault
0: in him in this. He's he's who Ironside? Yeah, he's just he's a he's a he's a shoot straight. You know, he's not doing anything wrong. He's just very he protects his investment and he's critical when sometimes maybe some criticism is warranted.
1: Yeah, so he owns the boat and he he, he takes half of the, the the earnings of the of what they bring back and he's mad because Clooney has come back with a bunch of chump change, a bunch of small fish. And he said, This this load of fish sucks. You're on a losing streak. He blew it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, a captain of another ship, she's crushing it. So yeah, he's he put he's kind of there's that scene between him and Clooney where he just keeps laying it on and Clooney keeps trying to sidestep the jabs and give back, but Iron just keeps going for the jugular. Yikes! drives Clooney back to the sea to his death He, gets, I, he does,
0: actually Ironside doesn't do a damn thing that's 100% Clooney's folly Ironside doesn't say you know what you should go back into the perfect storm and try to catch some fish does not say it team Ironside folks Knowing best. his data, man, he knows his data. He yep. he knows everything about the numbers. He is not gonna let Mark Wahlberg try to ease his way into a little bit more coin. He's gonna shoot straight. He's gonna make sure that he gets uh, everything that's uh, that's needed to handle. And and he also smartly makes sure that Ben Pulley's gravesite is paid for by Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Let's talk about so, Ben Pulley.
1: <laughs> First of all, an incredible name. I'm going to say that Ben Pulley, Benjamin Pulley, he comes back in a body bag from this long trip, uh, get, you know, what they do is they go out in these boats, they spend 19 years at sea trying to get (laughs) a batch of fish, they come back, everybody celebrates their return, and then unfortunately in this case... Ben Pulley has perished. Now they don't tell us how. They well, allude to the fact that he's a man of drink and he was old. Yeah. So those are that's mm-hmm.
0: a that's a losing combination when you add mm-hmm. Mother Nature's cascading waves. But this is these are okay. Let's talk about this. This is I know mm-hmm. it's hard to believe. Mike uh, Mark Wahlberg's in a movie that features Gloucester, Gloucester fucking mass man. You know that yes. whole these yes. these are working class folk. Mm-hmm. These are sea people. These are. Rough, you know, racist, probably rough around the edges. I'm just going to generalize, mm-hmm. but they know their salt, man. They drink hard, they sex hard, and they and they go out and kill swordfish using no skills whatsoever. They call themselves yeah. sword the fishermen, but what they do is they leave a bunch of shit behind, then they stab it in the eyes until it dies, and cut its head off and then they you know they Packing take meat. they they take weird shaped meats to the dock where is the joy of the sea where you're hanging them up at the at the harbor there so everyone could see this beautiful creature that sadly died mm-hmm. instead they they hook its eyes as many times as possible <laughs> cut it into an unrecognizable form and then pack it outside and in with ice taking all of the love out of their mother's heart as
1: they do it it's disgust <laughs> Those fish. Now Wolfgang Peterson is a uh, animal rights advocate, so he would. Uh, there was no actual fish injured. They used dead fish. They used rubber fake fish. I think that they used cartoon fish at some point. I think there was animated <laughs> fish in here, but no real fish, which is which is good. But the fish look real gross, super dead, and they, it does look like that they carved like a. It's almost like they carved their teeth out of their mouth. They mouths. carve everything out of their their heads are long gone.
0: <laughs> it's a weird shape. It doesn't even look like a fish anymore.
1: So sad. But, but it looks like I, I mean I, 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 it looks like it looks like a mouth with with no teeth in it. But it is a beheaded fish, right? Yeah, so, I like
0: that you call them cartoon fish because mm-hmm. we are a film podcast and we like to inform our our listeners. Sure call them cartoon fish it's like when somebody says they like the graphics in a movie i want to fucking cut their head off and hollow it out so their mother couldn't recognize them
1: what are you are you mad at i said cartoon fish is a I little think, bit, no, like, it
0: was adorable the way you did it it, it was, was adorable. a gag it was a gag man but, but have you ever heard
1: somebody say man that movie had really good graphics then you want to fucking speart them the weird thing is they did use a real dead ben pulley in those scenes, <laughs> so he they had a real live dead human being wrapped in plastic and pulled him off the ship. Wolfgang Peterson said, "I will. I'm an animal rights advocate. Fuck humans. Get me a real dead carcass, a real dead person, and pull him off that ship. That's what Actually, they did." Actually, Ben Pulley was alive
0: before he got to set. They fucked him out for the movie. Wolfgang Peterson, we've
1: we've done one of his films before. Do you remember which one? Well, wasn't Das Boot? That's for sure. Was it? It wasn't Air Force One. Did he do Air, Air Force One as well? He did do that. Hmm. He also did in the line of fire. He did. Hey, what happened to Wolfgang? He's still out there, right? Like, why can are, you pound the desk more? It's fine. It's it's a nightmare for me. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm I'm in Florida and I'm talking about a perfect storm. Hold yeah, on, talk Wolfgang about Peterson cartoon swordfish getting there rocked. Those poor guys, though, man. can I zoom in on Wolfgang Peterson real quick? Uh-huh. William L's brother. <laughs> you what you he know, was? it'd be great
0: if if uh, his nickname was they just called him <gasps> pa- just called him Pack. He died.
1: Wolfgang's dead. Did you know this? No, but what happened to Ben Pulliam? So- what happened? He did Outbreak too, by the way. Oh my God, we did that as well. Pancreatic cancer, man, uh, that's the worst uh, career. What's his last film? He was a talented dude. He made it so many hits. That guy did the Poseidon. By the way the Poseidon which was recommended to me after this movie ended by HBO or by max. He hadn't worked He like he, he, this last movie was foreign. It looks like doesn't matter. So go ahead Das boot all-timer outbreak Air Force One perfect storm Troy enemy mine shattered never-ending story Troy Troy. I forgot that a good a, 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 an unfairly maligned movie. That's even better in the long version.
0: Really? oh yeah the premise is the Andrea Gale is a vessel that is meant to dismember swordfish unfairly that through the ego and hubris of the captain goes into dangerous weather goes beyond their expect- expected route
1: has a moment of triumph before going straight to the bottom of the ocean forever it's super rocked yeah it's over for the and the, the crew never heard from again not even a little swallowed, bit swallowed by the sea, and you know, Di- and then Diane Lane's in it as well. So you didn't, you didn't mention that part. I thought I did mention her. You mentioned she was in it, but you didn't. You have to make her weave her under the plot because it's it's a big part. Well, she is the science fiction element
0: of the film, where she wants to seriously lay down with Mark Wahlberg. Bobby
1: Shatford, which is an unfortunate name. Uh, she you know. doesn't just want to lay down, Mark Wahlberg. She is currently. Laying down with Mark Wahlberg, and she is straddling him as often as possible, and possibly punching him in the face before they make love, because she's so uh, upset that he's always leaving to go destroy Swordfish. And uh, another, another movie we did, we did, and and so then she's the one. She's she has bad dreams about him dying. She doesn't want him to go. They come and, true, and then whenever he does go, then she's. But they show her a lot back home doing dumb stuff. Like we just don't care about hanging her out
0: really. with his mom. There's a way, way too much time spent with periphery. There's way too much time spent with a different vessel loaded with Gunton and, and Karen Allen and Cherry Jones, and way too much time spent with a rescue team. I like Fuck them.
1: I like the rescue team.
0: Do you like Miller Jones? Who's Miller
1: Jones? He don't
0: make it. He doesn't make it. Millard
1: Filsmore in the ocean. Dash Mihawk in this, and uh, we do love him. We love him some uh, some Mihawk. He he said he's all broke up because he falls to the sea. He slaps hard on the sea and gets his shit rocked. Doesn't matter. We'll get to it. But anyway, Diane Lane. I imagine that they have so many scenes with her. You know, back home is because they got Diane Lane to be in this movie, and they have to give her stuff to do. She's Lane's a great a, actress. Uh,
0: she's lovely. She's ageless she, her, in some respects. And her whole character is just to pine for Mark Wahlberg's character. And then and, you know, and then they, and then
1: finally she gets to put it, uh, bury a pine box that doesn't have him in it. And so when they come home after their long sojour, sojourn or whatever, their long expedition to the sea, they come back and then, you know, it's party time, right? They they go back and celebrate at the local bar. John C. Riley's uh, ex-wife doesn't show up till later with his kid and he's all bummed out. And then our boy, John Hawks, is there trying to get a little affection from some of the local hotties and is falling, coming up short. Alan Payne is not coming up short. He's, very, he's a hit with the ladies. Is uh, just, one lady in particular, and I don't like, I don't like how everybody fucks upstairs. They make um, reference to the the la- the lamps, you know, the lamp. I guess the lamps shaking when they go when they go upstairs to do it, and then they later show it, and then they show the bartender kind of celebrating these people hooking up. I thought it was very odd. So look at that funky lampshade. Uh, yeah, I don't
0: I don't need to know about. Your sex sexless I don't need to know what's happening. I don't need to know that you're there's nothing more annoying than hearing having people having boinking, sex with yeah. you yeah. I hate being in a hotel room when it ha- I hate just, it's just dumb. I mean it's great for them, but don't mm. I don't want to know about it. Keep it to yourself, you
1: son of a bitch. John C. Riley he gets home and he's all bummed out because he everybody's getting hugged as they come off the ship. But except him, and he doesn't have any family there. And later his wife shows up with his kid, his ex wife, and what was her excuse? Why wasn't she there? She's fucking William Fickner. <laughs> she's, no, She's <laughs> she said there was a kid uh, a, a sale on kids' shoes at Ames. That was that's her what she calls. That's what she calls fucking William Fickner. Later, the kid, his little son, he's having a heart-to-heart with his son, and he goes, the most important thing for you is is for, to me is for you and your mom to be happy. He goes, I don't want your mom just to. He's trying to say, I don't want your mom. I don't just to wait. I want her to be happy with somebody else. He goes, I don't want her just sitting around. And the kid goes, she isn't sitting around. He spills tea on his mom. She's so dating, dude. She's not only dating. She's getting rail-dogged, as you would say.
0: But I the say kid, that? yeah, the kid, the kid don't need to look at that fucker's face. His face has weird expressions on it. An actor that is uncooked.
1: Get him out of here. I think his name is insane. That kid the, actor. His, I think his what? I think his name might be Hayden Tank. That sounds right. Hayden Tank in this. Was he the first Hayden? Is he the reason there's all these fucking Haydens walking around? Not sure I'm right, but if that's his name, it's
0: first of all. By the way, it sums up James Garner's experience, too. What do you, uh, he was Hayden Tank. C. Thomas was throwing his weight around on set. It's fucking ridiculous. I think C.
1: Thomas is coming to town. Facebook keeps telling me. Facebook For keeps what? telling me. Wait, is it, you, does he have a layover? I mean, I don't understand. What, is what do you mean he's coming to town? He's doing something. I I can't pay attention because I'm like trying to, I'm like Facebook. I don't need to know that C. Thomas Howell is coming to town to to do something. I don't know what it is, but he is. Hayden hey, doing Tank, the that, boy. It is Hayden Tank. That is the young super piece zero. of shit. Yeah, that we that we're talking about. Still working? About. On? Zero. Zero.
0: No, he, he he stopped happening. Two thousand six, he had an appearance in an episode of Without a Trace, and it was a fitting way to put his career on ice. That little
1: expression, weird. Oh, Fuck he's em. on Insta. He's on Insta with zero followers. By the way, we we didn't mention Rusty Rusty swimmers in this.
0: Which I don't. I, I, I the name is familiar. She plays the uh, the lady that. Uh, John Hawke settles for trying to
1: get she yeah, still turns him down which is hilarious she's kind of she's been in a lot of things and I, I think she might have been in something we've done sort of recently I can't remember but yeah I she's think kind she, of, was,
0: she might have been one of the twister people
1: yes she's good in this I mean for her small part it's just that I think they said that her character which is the character uh, John Hawks' character hits on is the only made up character in this which is really strange think. Cherry Jones and and Karen Allen's character, they they were real? They were really out there, too? You know, I guess so, huh? Nightmare.
0: By the way, at least they portray Bob Gunton as a a captain who isn't insane. Oh, wait. (laughs) Also insane. The only one who isn't is is Mary Elizabeth, and that's just because she nails it
1: every time. If she had a bad day... She'll go fucking nightmare town. So the only thing that is interesting about her character, like, I mean, she's really good at her job. She's she a was captain. a twister.
0: How did I remember? That's yeah, she,
1: you're totally right. I knew you are right. So you said it is that her character is, is fixated on Clooney. She is attracted to George Clooney, which is not a surprise. She likes him at the end of the movie. She does call him like an incredible captain, which is just a lie. You know, he is a bad captain. The bad skipper. She said every every man is better for it. she said something like every man that worked for him is better for it. I said, I uh huh? These people are drinking water forever, you know? <laughs> well, she, I mean he was a talented
0: boat operator and he was he had a he had his he had a good run as a fisher individual. Yeah. But then he fucked up and went into the perfect storm and lost the fight and cost many people their lives and also uh, unfortunately put our good man Miller Jones into a predicament he couldn't escape from himself. I just want to
1: highlight something real quick because Clint gets a speech that he gives to Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio about his love of of this profession and his love of the sea, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a speech that gets repeated at the end of the movie. Of course it does. And he, he says the, the term big dump ducks. Big dump ducks uh-huh have you heard this before yeah is it yeah. is this something yeah it's it's a hip-hop song from the early <laughs> 90s i think one of our friends elizabeth had mentioned this and i had never heard of it on uh, instagram and it, he does say it with a straight mm-hmm. face it does sound like he's criticizing them big dump ducks no they're say. they're
0: just real creepers they're real creeps it's, oh wait it's it's a line from the movie I'm not Google big dump ducks. And no, I, I did, like... and it's it's not. It's it's a great term. I mean, if it's, a, if, it's, a, if, it's a, if it's a if it's a if it's shade thrown at the ducks, it's short-lived shade because soon he's at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, Okay, let's talk about the hero of our film, though. Let's we haven't mentioned the hero yet. Okay, Dougie. Dougie. Du- Dougie nails it. Who's Dougie? Dougie quits. Uh. That's right. He quits, goes on a shit mission with Captain Dumbass, and <laughs> says, "I quit. I'm going to S- smooth Florida, and I'm gonna laugh my ass off when I see your dead face on the
1: news." He's Clooney says he says, "Hey, I'm thinking about going to Florida and not going out in the awful anymore." And Clooney gets mad and he goes, "Well, you're fired. You, you know, get away from out of my sight." Yeah, and that actor, by the way. Used to be married to Shannon Elizabeth. That's what I'll bring this right now. (laughs) Dougie's been sticking it in the good spots. What a great story. I believe that he is. I know him because he. I don't know. What his name is, but he's kind of a poker player. I think he got her into poker, I believe, or either that or she got him to poker. But they were both kind of poker. Okay, his name that is Play Poker. Uh, okay, you have to look at his IMDb photo right now, <laughs> right now, Joseph D. Reitman. Right now, look at his IMDb photo and never look away. Age fifty-five. Years. Holy smokes! What the hell? It's got incredible hair. He looks like he's he looks like something off of Money. He looks like an inventor from the 1800s. Yeah, wow, he, inv-
0: he, he invented sneaking into the
1: sexiest pants. God, got a How lot. did he do it? How did he get into it? How did he he's figure actually, it out? God, he's got a lot coming up. He's actually working like a man and a woman put together. More, Maybe more successful than Shannon and Elizabeth at this point, but yeah, they're no longer together. Zoom in. And he's got the wildest hair. That's wow. adorable. By the way, he may have, he
0: wins, by the way. He totally wins. He wins. Married to her for three years, and then he got out. He said, "You know what? Your star's fading, mine's rising. My hair's growing at a rapid rate. <laughs> Goodbye, sweet times. I enjoyed being to the side and under you from time to time. Never, Never on she, top." Do you think he can't? She came with him to the Perfect no. Storm premiere. Oh, a, the, the question was finished. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so they're at this bar. This I love this bar sequence because, first of all, it's it's they try to make it seem desirable, and it's totally not. It's sad as shit, this whole place, this whole situation. Sure. Drink, drinking shitty beer and all that. But I love the fact that they, they, they did a deep cut. They played Hungry Heart by Bruce Springsteen. Yes. A song that topped the charts and also terrified Molaram. Yeah. <laughs> But John Hawks has a toast that is amazing in this movie. Okay, let hear it. So he's there at Rusty Schwimmer. He's, he's going for a slump buster, I guess, or whatever. But anyway, so, and she's saying no. So she's the winner. She keeps him at arm's length, mm-hmm. and he's doing his best. And, and, and he uh, starts to warm her heart a little bit. He, he, uh, get, they get a drink, and he does a shot, and he says, Here's to crime. It's incredible, Here, yeah. Here's to crime, and they both laugh, and she's she's great. I mean, it's it's I'm, I'm teasing, but she's great, and her character uh, shows up twice more through the film because you could tell that he left a mark, and she wanted to give him a shot when he got back, knowing full and well
1: he's never returning.
0: Well, but I to- love that. It, I, what it, a great toast!
1: It's a it's a it's a great toast. And then, like when they're leaving, he's all pissed off because everybody's getting like a goodbye from their beloveds, you know, and. Um, <clears throat> You know, Diane Lane's basically dry-humping Mark Wahlberg on on the pier. And he's jealous, right? He's seeing all this. And then old Rusty Schremer, old Irene herself, she surprised him and comes to say goodbye, and he's really touched. And he, I think she liked him because, remember, she mentions her kids, and he doesn't bad night, he doesn't care. Yeah, he's he says, I'll fuck him, too. <laughs> like, he doesn't say that. Uh, he implies it. But, yeah,
0: she does like him. She's he, He's got... He's a cute man. She's like, can't wait for you to have completely paralyzed sex with Helen Hunt. What? What are you talking about? Isn't Cause... that him in that movie where he's got, one of them's paralyzed forever and they have sex. Am I dumb? What are you talking about? Is it called The Sessions? Is that a, isn't, am I drunk? It's, it's, are you bringing The Sessions? <laughs> Yeah, he's a completely destroyed fella. And yeah, Helen Hunt gets on top and rides him away. Yeah. I don't
1: think... I think it was the Joseph D. Reitman in that, in his hair. I think that he was in the sessions. <laughs> he had so much hair, it paralyzed him, and then she rode him forever. And let's also talk
0: about another another guy taking a wet shit on the audience. James Horner playing this whimsical Jaws wannabe music. Georgia Aquarium music. Get your shit out of here, with your sappy. I know he's dead as well, and I'm... I'm sure it's a rough thing that he's experiencing, being nowhere at, at, all the time with <laughs> nothing happening.
1: But why do you have to sap out so hard? At the beginning of the film, they show this long list of people, they're at City Hall or something, they show this long list of uh, on a wall, a wall list of people who died at, on the sea. And I was trying to zoom in on the names, Nick. Do I have any names from that? Yeah, I got some wall names, right? Okay. And his sad music plays over this. you got Humphrey Bray, Eldridge Corkum on that <laughs> list. But, you know, did you notice that? Were you trying to pick I out mean, some I, names? I didn't try to pick
0: out names. I just was thrilled that there were so many of them. Yeah, there were. <laughs> Those are the people that were lost at sea. I and and I I'd think see. we did speak a little bit at a turn earlier about um, them fictionalizing everything that happened on the boat once they left the docks. That's not accurate uh, because a shark did leap into the boat and eat a shoe off of Mark Wahlberg in real life. That's that's a, that moment in the film is where they were like, "You know what? We got a long way before this wave completely ramshackles these dudes. We let's throw a shark's face into this. The cutest shark chomping away. They try to quint the hell out of Mark Wahlberg in this. So cute. Unfortunately, the shark gets his fucking brains blown out. <laughs>
1: It's, it's such a screwy sequence of events because they think they hooked a live one. <laughs> they, they got a big a big boy. They reel out a, a shark onto their ship, and immediately it does bite Mark Wahlberg's foot. It does Clooney come out with a shotgun and blast yes. it? Is that what happens? In yeah, 100%. That
0: and that is very... I mean it is grotesque Jackie O starts trying to put the head back together it's fucked up it's fucked up poor shark I mean there are some amazing things shark was trying movie. to shark was trying to fight back shark know? was winning taken out of the water and it not affecting his performance at all he is
1: kicking everyone's ass here's a what? here's a this here's a line from this movie. I'd, that you, we were talking about um, how much we love John Hawks' character, and he obviously is a hor- horny character, and he's striking out with the ladies. At one point, he's playing pool with his boys, and he says to, I guess, William Fickner's character, I think, he said, put some hair around that hole. I bet you could hit it. He's talking about the pool. He's playing <laughs> about, like, the, the pockets mm-hmm. on, the, on the pool table, Nick. That's that line that kind of makes me not like his character as much. It's a weird I, th- I think
0: he says, put some hair on that hole, and you still couldn't hit it. I think he says that. No, I said, but you, bet you know? could hit it. He said, but oh, okay. you
1: could.
0: Which is weird.
1: It's another um, thing that
0: dates the film. What do you... <laughs> Everybody's bald as a dream down there now, you know? Fickner, um, by the way... I, I, I know, Flashdance, Shades of Flashdance, is that what you're saying? No, what are you talking about? Is he welding? and you getting hard is, watching it? Yeah,
1: sure. I thought so. No, but so there's a rivalry between Fickner and and. John C. Riley Riley. They don't like each other. When they're on the ship together, they're kind of bickering. And at one point, Fickner is miming like a lightsaber fight with these lights he's in charge of. Of course he is. And that really pisses John C. Riley's character off. And it just makes me like William Fickner. You know, I know he's like horsing around and you're supposed to not like that. They're supposed to take their job very seriously or something. But he's not like that. He's doing that with a, like, pretending to be Luke. Come on. Well, and, and
0: let's talk about his, his character's name is Sully. Also somebody who has some experience in the water. A little bit more successful experience. And John C. Wright plays Dale Murphy. But don't get worried, folks. It's not Dale Murphy, the former center fielder for the Atlanta Braves. And our boy, Little Shit Hooks, whatever his name was. P- Piss Tank. What's his dumb, stupid name? Hayden Tank. Hayden also tanking. named Dale Murphy in this. He's junior until about two hours into the film, then he's just
1: Dale Murphy. They call him Dale Murphy, A.W., Above Water. As if they changed the junior <laughs> to that. I kept thinking the whole time when they're dragging fish at first. They have they have a kind of a successful fishing expedition at first. They're dragging swordfish above on the boat. They're slapping each other, high five. I kept thinking about those poor aquatic cuties. That's the, the, the yeah. It's it's embarrassing. I hated
0: it to death. And they were very mm-hmm. realistic looking sweethearts. And then they get a baby one on there, which made me even. I was disgusted. Yeah, you know not like they pull, it. They put a little cutie, and then of course, next thing you know, that thing is headless and being iced. You know massaged into the fucking room by the way i love seafood i don't want to think of the fish that i order at a restaurant to have been yanked out of the water by its eyes de- decapitated and then shoved in a dirty room with ice by dirty men and then they'd taken the land god knows how long from then they were thousands of miles away from from boston at, in that movie, thousands of miles
1: with shitty ice, and then they shove more shitty ice at the dock, mm-hmm. and I'm eating it. They're having fun though, like uh, putting those packing the when they when they when they're hitting getting a lot of fish towards the end, and they're you know they're stacking those boxes full of fish, and they're having fun. They're they're flicking ice at each other. Having a great time in that dirty ice.
0: Meanwhile, while the ice machine is just getting ready to kill itself. I think it's it was sad that Wolfgang decided to have a scene where, as the swordfish is yanked on board, it says, I hate dying, but at least I'm going to go to shore and feed a hungry person. <laughs> my sacrifice will be worth it once they get to shore and and my and I'm the food to enrich a family's experience.
1: And then he's his headless body is dragged to the bottom of the ocean. In a boat. So, what's the name of the hurricane? There's there's obviously a perfect storm, there's a couple storms like converging here, but what's one of them? It's a female's name, I forgot. Hurricane Grace. Okay. But then, did you notice that there's a hurricane hunter in this, like a big old airplane? Yeah, yeah, of course. I didn't know about these, did you know about them? Of course. Hurricane hunter, huh?
0: What a dumb thing, by the way. (laughs) By the way, when I'm in New Orleans, I'm yeah. a hurricane hunter as well but that's a plane that's job is to fly into the worst weather and, and, and survive yeah. it somehow
1: oof who came up with that piece of shit so they're they're struggling aboard the ship the tensions are rising the fishes are not plentiful and then at one point they kind of John C. Riley kind of lets his guard down and gets a hook through his hand and dragged out into the sea it's a crazy and scene it's a crazy scene but the best is that when everybody realizes it someone says Murph got launched <laughs> which, is inc- which is incredible to say about a man overboard. And, you know, of course, Vickner dives in after him and and, and Wahlberg. And he is they really go, in trouble. By
0: the right. way, uh, mm-hmm. and I know that Mary Elizabeth the the character that she's based on, the real person who became a famous author in her own right, said that was one of many completely batshit, unrealistic scenes in the movie. She loves the movie, but she kind of ripped it a lot because of the-, the Oh, I didn't read any issues. of this.
1: Tell me about it. Yeah. Okay. She, she,
0: she's, she, first of all, when you get yanked overboard, first of all, that guy's dead. If he if he really gets pulled that fast, that deep, he's a secret. He's gone. Yeah. But they, that's the, what she said. Your job as a, a survivor on the boat is to stay on the boat and to do everything you can throughout the life preserver, you know throughout the hope mm-hmm. they get on. But you you need people to help rescue the person on the boat. Diving in, dive just becomes another another victim. Another. And she called it another another dot in the ocean. She said, and she also said that there's a scene later on where Mark Wahlberg's character Shitberg goes up there and is uh, on the mast trying to fix the antenna she said that would never ever happen there are, she, there's just a bunch of inaccuracies it's just, it's just too dangerous and the sea is too did you unstable tell
1: her, did they explain to her they're trying to make a movie and make it exciting for the audience did, she, did they explain that to her or yes. what did she say she said well uh, yeah but the shark was perfectly realistic so don't worry about it I and, didn't know she was an author in her own right did, did she yeah. like the way she's portrayed in this movie I bet she did She probably did. That's I mean Mary Elizabeth. Maybe she consulted on it or something. And just
0: like Hollywood is want to do, took a wet shit on all of that. Fuck reality. But it's fun. You know, it's an it's a disaster film. It felt I know that it's it's hard to stretch that story into two and a half hours or whatever the running time is because
1: they certainly did it. they certainly
0: did it I was like Jesus this movie's long yeah because they had to spend time with this stupid ass mistral boat with Gunton's rich ass on it and and (laughs) I don't know what what the female's roles was Mary Elizabeth or was uh, Karen Allen the cook and, and steward and Cherry Jones was his trophy wife was that the dynamic
1: I don't know what's happening it felt like everybody was just friends I don't know uh, the No, backstory. there was definitely a
0: subservient element to Karen Allen's character because she she finally doesn't take his bullshit anymore and says, "We're going to fuck out." That's and, what Carrie.
1: That Cherry Jones said that. Cherry Jones was like, she was like, "I'm out." Karen Karen Allen was just on the the radio trying to call Mayday. Listen to Cherry Jones. Doesn't matter. Look, there's and, a rogue wave that happens. Uh, speaking then.
0: of Mayday, what you talk about Hurricane Grace and Mayday? Didn't Grace Jones play Mayday in the
1: Bond film? Maybe So we got Rogue Wave, we got Perfect Storm. Who else is in there? We got a Rogue Storm. Look, it's it's hilarious. The Flemish Cap, by the way, that's where they're headed, Nick. That's oh, where he pushes on to. That's, that's what I call my pee-pee. <laughs> Clooney pushes on. He said, look, there's no fish here, but there's going to be flesh, f- a fish in the Flemish Cap. And they're like, oh, man, bu- 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 bu, we don't want to go there. But they do want to go there because the fish are basically practically jumping into the boat at that point. And f- unfortunately, the Perfect Storm is just licking its chops when he they sees uh, Clooney make such a bad decision, you know? His idea is they'll go to the Flemish cap, load up on a, all sorts of swordfish, and then hightail it back through the perfect storm on, on to home. He just doesn't know how bad it's gonna be.
0: It, it's not the storm, it's the fact that their ice machine shit the bed that really causes them to make a decision. It That's is, rad. yes.
1: Yeah, but so they
0: But I, I gotta tell you, there's something in this movie nailed sure. for me, and I didn't know I needed it until I saw this movie. People Mm -hmm. reading watery faxes. (laughs) Wet faxes coming through at an astronomical rate in this movie. People holding these limp ass things trying
1: to read them makes me so happy. (laughs) But yeah, so their ice machine breaks, which John Hawks is in charge of. And he really gives it when Clooney's like, you know, bring it back to life. And he said, it is done. You know, it's DOA. It's it's toast. And they got a bunch of. you know, I you know fish that are just gonna be in trouble if they can't like keep packing ice on them. So that's when yeah, you're right. Clooney is like, we need to tail it back. <laughs> tail it back, and you know, risk life and limb and lung to get back to shore. And they do. No, uh, wait, they get back there in the end. They're fine. <laughs> They are fine. Here's the thing. What I thought was very shocking is they cut back to Christopher, Mc, Christopher McDonald's character who is just salivating over the fact that there is a historically large storm coming together you know, to create the perfect storm. And he has a Sesame Street, uh, the Count from Sesame Street, a puppet next to his monitor. Did you notice this? I did not. I need to rewatch this movie. Yeah, it's in a bunch of scenes and it changes position. You know, they couldn't keep the accuracy, but I figure at one point maybe he just hit his monitor and it just shifted the puppet a little bit, but that's okay. So it's got a bad continuity is what you're saying. It is very in the frame. I'm very surprised you didn't see it, but that's okay. So um, obviously the perfect storm is, is whirling around, hating everybody
0: in the sea. So this, there's this whole subplot with the ill-fated Millard and his other friends. Sure. In, this, in this helicopter going around. Those and guys are trying to
1: rescue people from the they're sea. They're trying to I mean,
0: rescue Ask, and, and they hear the mayday from Karen Allen, and they go have a boring rescue of them. Successful. And boring. And successful. Although, I don't need to, This is not the fucking Guardian. I don't need to watch, you know, Ashton Kutcher throw fucking rafts into the fucking sea and fail, fail at it completely, but... They do, and then they drop these assholes on a Coast Guard boat, and they try to refuel poorly, fail at that as well. And then they drop Millard forever, but they go after, they think they're going to, okay, we're, we're low on fuel, we're going to still try to save Millard. No, we're not going to save Millard. We're going to try to save the Andrea Gale, and they don't. The plane, the helicopter runs out of super gas, falls down. Did you notice this? When it crashes, there's a the sound of a piano crashing when it hits the waves. I didn't notice, but that's uh, it's accurate, I think. They, there's a piano what... going dada, 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 like right when it hits the waves. That was James Horner saying, "Fucking, I got
1: this. I got this." So yeah, you think that the helicopter pilot, he's the one that goes down. Like he, everybody jumps out, even poor Miller. He jumps out, right? Millard, and, uh, Millard. Is his name Millard? That's why. Well, that's why I keep mentioning it. His name's <laughs> Millard. I thought you were just saying it wrong. His
0: <laughs> Millard. By the way, that's what they call a duck with a big dump.
1: Are you sure they don't lose? Are they? Are you sure they don't lose
0: Jonesy? That's his last name, Millard Jones. Oh, his name's Millard Jones. Right, that's why he has a nickname because fuck Millard as a name.
1: And so he goes down with the helicopter, and, and he's he can't get out. Like he's no, kind of he, plumbing that guy, to the that sea. That guy makes
0: it. That guy makes. it. I know what so
1: I'm saying. Like you're scared for him, but all of a sudden he. They have triumphant music, but James Horner. He uh, presses the balloons under his shirt and zooms to the surface of the water you know one thing I love about this movie is how many people are shown bobbing in those waves you know, can't like agree less I just love seeing that like it looks like they're kind of having a blast you know like it sucks it's at night it's scary uh, such violent storms but also fun mm-hmm you know, like you kind of bobbing. They try you know, to foot waves. falsely give the audience a jolt of adrenaline by having
0: when George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg are piloting the boat into the waves mm. and surviving, and they're screaming with like like it's the ultimate rush. Unsuccessful. Did not buy it. They are not heroes. They are turds in a toilet that's flushing. That's all they are. Jesus Christ! The characters in the movie are right. The real the real sailors as well. Yeah, they're down there hating it. Yeah, Here's they, a character you didn't know existed a minute ago. Celebrate his surviving this plummet. It's so stupid. Are you talking about the um, Miller's rescue the, guys. Pil- the rescue assholes. Miller did not survive. Miller dies later, though. They don't rescue him. And the the, the boat, uh, the captain of the Coast Guard vessel is sort of a minor character in this. They try to give some dialogue to. They try to Glenn Moore shower him in this thing, and. He almost kills everybody in the boat trying to save Millard,
1: and he doesn't save Millard. <laughs> what are you talking—he doesn't even—Millard s- he- is just gone. Like, he, he, he is—as soon as he jumps out of the helicopter, he's, he's out of the movie. He is—he is, he sinks to the bottom of the ocean. He's done. He's out of there forever. Yeah, the sea. I'm going to keep calling it the sea. But he's gone. That's you never. I don't think they. They're worried about Dash Mihawk's character, who is all broken up by the waves. Like he's all broken boned. I got
0: exhausted watching them hanging on that net on the side of the boat, not getting up. I got yeah. exhausted with that. I was like right.
1: die or live, but do it quick, please. Then what happens? They they tried to ramp a wave in their ship. They're like, we let's go for it because you know Clooney. They see a little you know sun poking through the clouds, and they're like gives him a little bit of hope but then it then the clouds close and Clooney gets this we're doomed look on his face and says it's this she's not going to let us go and so he tries to ramp a wave like a big old wave and you know just really juice the the boat lever and push it forward and what happens they they spin the boat upside down for a minute everybody gets rolled around hating it mm.
0: And then it writes itself, and then it rides away f- forever I- into oblivion. And Mark so, uh, Wahlberg is you're... out there floating like an asshole. <laughs> so. I love that George Clooney, the best, is Clooney knows they're done, mm-hmm. and and he eases, slowly backs into the cabin of the boat. into the, Yeah, he goes down with the ship. But he backs
1: up. It's so cute. He's like... He's like, he's and trying he Fades to, into th- darkness, th- yeah. It's so sad. So all the boys are in the little bunker area. Dying. All the rest of the crew. And then they get rolled. The ship goes topsy-turvy. They all get... And, you know, John C. Rice is a very sad thing. He says, this is going to be hard on my little boy. As he gets... They get, you know, super drowned. Like everybody gets drowned. And then uh, Clooney and Wahlberg, they can kind of escape from the boat. And Wahlberg goes to the surface and looks back and Clooney doesn't come out of the ship. They're underwater. He decides to just stay with the ship and drown. And I thought Walters we would
0: like, get to see each person perish just to say goodbye to their characters. We don't. Maybe somebody don't grab a life preserver.
1: To... Somebody grab a you know, maybe try to float alive, float to life. Well the one the guys are they're trapped. The the poor guys, they can't really get out. Alan Payne out. is
0: yeah, he's he's and then John C. The Riley and who dies with him? Hawks?
1: Hawks, yeah. But you know, alone, Wal- sad. Yeah, he's But Wahlberg is like this is how you know, he's such an iffy actor, I think, and there's this, so he's everybody is just gone. Like they're all sinking to the bottom of the sea. And Wahlberg is on the surface, you know, riding these waves, just bobbing up and down in these huge waves, obviously CGI. But he just looks very at peace, you know, and I guess that's supposed to tie into Diane Lane's final vision of him. But he he does a narration where he's like saying a goodbye letter to her, and he and, he, and, and she really somehow cheesy. hears it. And yeah, she sort of he hears said it. she said, "There's only love, Christina," and then the God goes, "It's Christina!" <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then a, a hand wraps around his ankle and pulls him into the forever. Yeah, and they cut away, and of course everybody's in in Gloucester going, "Well, they're gone. What's for lunch?"
1: No, they have a big. They have a, a post mortem. One week later, they're on a funeral for these these guys, and for Millard. Uh, they do mention him, I think. They know he did not get a picture there, but he does get an asterisk. Um, I do like the fact that the rescue team fails and yeah. they admit it. They're like, "Well, it wasn't our day.
0: You know, we fucked. We tried our damnedest to to save a boat we couldn't even find."
1: but we try yeah, i mean what can you do it's it's very big out there and there's leviathans and all sorts of underwater gods pulling things down <laughs> tendrils like it's just all sorts of mayhem yeah, the sea is a discovery uh, that some people mm-hmm.
0: don't need to find it's it's out to hate you everybody Crack wants poked his gone. head up
1: was like oh fuck, it's going sh- shithouse out of out here yeah by the way did you see that
0: news report that came out this week about how much poop is in every beach well, this is news. No, I didn't see. Yeah, there this. was a report that said basically there is a, a, a an insane amount of shit everywhere.
1: My wife just walked in. Let me tell her this. Nick says there's a lot of poop in the beach. What is this? What's the line? No, there was a. It was on the news that where
0: they, there was this, apparently every beach is just wrecked with shit. Every beach see. has a huge amount of uh, poop.
1: I was actually wondering about this today. They was
0: there almost all day today. Well, let me let me just uh, let me day day just, day let me just uh, I just type Bye, beach time. feces because that's what I always do. Yeah, it was it's true it's true half of america's beaches contain alarming levels of fecal contamination that went out on down on the wire uh yeah it's crazy why are people pooping on the beach i think everything poops everywhere all the time you know my uh, brother-in-law the good news
1: (laughs) where are you the worst offenders florida texas louisiana poop there huh yeah, it doesn't stop me. I still have fun on the beach. My brother-in-law is here, Jeff, I'm sorry? He's, my brother-in-law, I'm with him, and my sister's family's here. He's a fan of the show. He listens to our show. And he's there right now? He is. He's hearing the sausage get made. He's he not listening. I should bring him in to say hi. But he really does like the show. He's he's great. He's
0: really great. He's mm-hmm. uh, and a fantastic artist, too. I love his stuff. Let's get back to people drowning and hating it. They don't make it, and it tries its damnedest. It's that era in movies where they, the, the disaster, you know, they had to... I don't like when they try to give these guys heroic moments when everybody that walks into the theater knows the outcome. Just fucking make it fun, make it quick, let's get, let's
1: get, let's well, get this shit done. That's the thing is that uh, whenever they're dying, Clooney apologizes finally to Wahlberg. He's saying, I'm sorry I brought you on end of this. And Wahlberg is like, no need to apologize, you know, basically. This is, it's fine. You don't feel bad about this. I would be like, yeah. I'll take the apology. You suck.
0: You let like us astray. The fact,
1: and the fact that if he,
0: and he didn't even know that Diane Lane had secretly bought them a, a little house with a view of the water. Yeah.
1: But the best, these guys don't make it, by the way. They, they die forever. That's the tagline.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: these guys don't make it by the way. They die forever is the tagline but, of the movie. But this, <laughs> this
0: is the first movie I know of that at the end, it's dedicated to 10,000 people usually a key grip will die on set and they'll dedicate it to him or the guy, the filmmaker's mom, you know,
1: usually a key grip will die on the set. (laughs) I'm I'm saying
0: when there's a dedication, usually somebody gets nailed on set and they get, you know, they get put Mm -hmm. away by God. And then they think like Ben Pulley, you know, Mm -hmm. this film is dedicated to the memory of Ben Pulley who fucking lost it. This movie is dedicated to 10,000 people at the end, which I thought, wow. I didn't see that. It really so hedging dedic- your bets. Yeah, they said this is dedicated to the 10,000 men who lost their sea at Klaus, or whatever it is. 10,000 guys. Jeez. Get a message. Get a message, humanity. God wants you at the bottom. Go get a fucking land job. Wow, man. People like all to this, push though, right? Yeah, Clooney, I, hey, Long John nice, Silver's man. needs to get their shit together, man. They got Clooney. It. They I knew
1: he was a salt of the earth, dude, when he's wearing his John Deere hat through the whole movie. You knew he was a working class Joe, you know. I wish there were more movies where Clooney was doing stuff like this. I wish he
0: did more movies. I wish he did more movies, period. But I all wish right. he did more movies like this.
1: Did he wish he he's, did more um, Leatherheads? Oh, she did Leatherheads, too. I, I saw that in the theater and regretted it. But Krasinski in this. Yeah, Jack Ryan. The new season was great. Last yeah. season?
0: It's the last season, but there may be a spinoff. With who? Michael Pena as Ding Chavez, the character from the books, who Raymond Cruz played in Clear and Present. And Mike November, the amazingly named character Michael Kelly played. So it's it's a pretty good movie. It's got some stuff. You know, there's some cute stuff here and here and there. And I'm skeptical. We've got a, a shark that kicks everyone's ass for a while. But eventually the film does have to come to an end, and, and there's credits there. You, you, I, I was really, I didn't really enjoy the credits for this movie. I found a
1: handful of people that
0: probably would have been better suited for Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: Oh, it's great to hear. I am noticing now that we've done this so much that Names that recur. Doc yes, Kane. Yes, Doc Kane and Joe Pancake. Joe Pancake, Pancake. yeah. yeah.
0: That well, would, uh, there's a, let me get rid of this handful of people that should have been in Fifty Shades. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you have A.B.? I don't. Aaron Bonar. Oh, nice. Which is, that's what happens when your dick's underwater. You use I think a good way to describe Anastasia Steele, R.B. I don't have R.B. Randy Bean. Oh, you know what wow. I'm saying? Yeah, of course. And then two people with similar last names. You got R.C.L. and K.L. RCL and KL. I don't have either of these characters. Robert Charles Lusted. Oh, wow. And Christy Luster. Oh. All right. So I've gotten all my
1: sexy names out. What you got? Actually, there's another one, but we'll save it. What you got? I got DM. That's my first one. Not Dungeon Master Nick. I I don't have it. You don't have Doug (laughs) Meerdink? What a cute name. So cute. Yeah. You have to have JB. JB, I don't have. You don't have Joey Box? (laughs) I don't, but I have CL. I don't have CL. Cookie Lopez. What is it? Showed up. Cookie
0: Lopez. Oh my gosh, showing up in here. Remember, earlier I teased a connection to the the first the Wolverine first Wolverine solo movie with
1: Deadpool's origin. Oh, got Wade Wilson in this movie. I I had no idea he was in it. I do have PP, who I you know, if for someone like that has the initials PP, this guy is so arrogant. You know, and I just don't like him being around him. Who is it? Paris Paul. <laughs> Paris Paul. Paris Paul in this movie. Just such an arrogant bastard. You know? So the next
0: one I found is, is an act that I, I often would like to do once I see what's going on in social media. CB. CB. What's this? Who is it? I'd like to chuck Bible.
1: <laughs> right across the room. Is there, like, really? Chuck Bible in this. I have this. There's a JS in here don't have this it. Is a, this is a wild last name Jim Schmierhorn, which I just <laughs> was, I don't even know, if I think there's even an extra E in there, I don't know where that fits in, but it's like mirrorhorn or something, that's just a mouthful of Jim uh, Did you have SF? I don't. You didn't get Stacy Foot? <laughs> my favorite MF shows up in here, I, I did have my favorite MF show. Up. I don't know it Mitchell Firm <laughs> with an E!
0: My last one is MM. Who's that? Matthew Mungle,
1: cute name. Very cute, sounds like a band, Matthew Mungle. Mr. We Mungle?
0: Didn't, we didn't have, I don't even, I wish. We didn't have any overlap, that's astonishing.
1: I know, that's crazy. You didn't even have Steve Spiker. I did not. Or Hugh Waddell. We've had that one before. I know, it's another one I I remember. It
0: shows you how incestuous the movie business is, because we'll we'll do movies from decades apart from one another, and they'll still have fucking Doc Kane working on it, that fucking person. Look, man, you've been charged with getting a tattoo from the perfect storm, what you're putting on your body.
1: Well, I was going to do Angela Bassett and Storm's classic yellow-blue x-men outfit and call it underneath the perfect storm because remember at the time everybody wanted angela bassett to play storm sure she was and they were kind of mad that that Halle berry got cast that was what i had until you ruined it so now let me think of another one well mine is easy Mm -hmm. i have a
0: picture of the andrea gale and it says underneath it andrea gale 1978
1: to 1991
0: okay and then to the left of it i've got a greater than sign I picture a wave and it says, the sea 4.5 billion years ago to present.
1: I know what I'll do. I'll say the perfect Storm. I'll just repurpose mine. And it is instead of Angela Bassett and Storm's classic yellow blue X-Men outfit, I'll have John Hawks and... Storm's classic <laughs> yellow. What do you think?
0: I like it. I like. I like. That's very woke of you to recast it at the opposite gender. It's very cool. as a white guy. Yeah, yeah. that's woke. Of Finally, me. You're right? I didn't realize what beautiful blue eyes he had until this movie. You think they're real? I mean, I, he can see. No. Do you think they're enhanced for the film? Oh, maybe I noticed so. them too. They were yeah. stunning. Maybe so. That's a lot of work. What I just watched a movie where
1: somebody's eyes were like. Yeah, the Irishman I just watched today. John Hawk's surprisingly old. By the way, you know he's like. A lot older than you think. You like don't know how 60. old I think he is. How old do you think he is? Two hundred. <laughs> See, I told you're wrong. Tell me, who, what do you really think? How old do you think he is? Sixty-one. Sixty-three, dude. Yeah, he's been around a long time. Yeah, but he he looks great. He does. He's great, and I hope well, he he's looked in a lot like, of stuff. He
0: looked like a hobo at birth. So I mean, those guys age better. That's why. That's why William Sanders. You know what was his name? Uh, my favorite guy. What's his fucking name? William Sadler has looked like a wrecked house since birth, but it, it keeps him from aging quickly, you know? Looks like he might be on the new season of True Detective. I hope he is. John Hawks? Mm-hmm. I'm down. Jody Foster and Hawks? It's going to yeah. be a huge hit. He made it in Miami Vice. It has It's inconclusive. He, I think he did make it, though. He's fine. And, yeah. uh, the sequel to the Miami Vice is called The Sessions. He did make it, but he was hurt. And then he gets... Super railed by Helen Hunt. Look, credits are rolled. Lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end of the movie. There's an extra scene, Justin. What you got?
1: So the extra scene is the Dying Lane is inconsolable and uh, she's just sick. She can't do anything. She seeks a local fortune teller. She seeks a. She needs to connect with the spirit of her beloved Shitberg. What's his last name? And um, Shatford. And, and uh, this person butts out a Ouija board and you know they commune with the spirit world and start you know the whole thing you know how you know how this works right it starts spelling out some, like a phrase like a word or something you know and what does it's mean it says h goes to a goes to t she's writing it down she's like oh my god what's it gonna say and eventually spells out hates house doesn't like the <laughs> house she picked out nick for them to live in that's that's yeah. that's how he that's a shot he fired from the grave he does he gets he communicates doesn't like that house that she is so excited about and painting as he's out in the sea. Yeah, he's, he's, he uh, he beams in a review of the uh, real estate that she purchased. And, man, it just breaks her heart a little bit. But she misinterprets it
0: and then, unfortunately, kills Hugh Laurie at the Emmys. This one's for Bobby.
1: And then the mediums, like, uh, or whoever, whatever, whoever obviously does this, it wasn't just... Rusty Shrimmer then. <laughs> So he says, uh, so "It's not done yet." And then the rest of it, he's the, he also spells out "big dump ducks," <laughs> which is just go ahead. So, what's what's your uh, sequel? Uh, you mine, your
0: mine's more poignant. or you? you sta- You see in the cascading with the remaining light, the bodies of the of our sailors kind of slowly drifting towards the bottom with the sure, silt. Of course. And it's kind of poignant. Beautiful. Looks almost like uh, like, the, uh, like the like the like a. A shot of heaven itself. Yes. Their, bo- their, their bodies are floating to heaven, and swordfish impale each of them and swim deeper into the water, slashing their heads left and right with their bodies, getting revenge on these murderers, just cutting them to ribbons with their swords as their bodies are descend into, in pieces to the ground. Sure. Diane Lane wakes up, cold sweat, says, I think Bobby Shatford spoke to me in my dream. I'm being sliced to pieces by swordfish. This sucks. Look, you've been given the finance to have your own sequel
1: to A Perfect Storm. Money's under escrow's belt. What yeah. are you going to do with it? And My, my uh, sequel picks up right where the movie kind of leaves off. It cuts back and Mark Wahlberg and Clooney are making the last-ditch effort for, for the surface. And Wahlberg turns around and looks and Clooney isn't leaving. He, the captain won't leave the ship. He's going to he's gonna go down with the ship, right? Then he, mm-hmm. he kind of fades back into the cabin in the darkness. And Wahlberg swims to the surface, but all of a sudden you see a light come on in the cabin. Clooney hits a button, there's a submersible. <laughs> he gets in it. There's even like uh, Cool Ranch Doritos in there. It's all sorts of shit. And he gets in there, zoops out, out of the hatch, plunges out of the bottom of the ship and, and makes his way to safety. He starts a new life in uh, New Mexico. I don't know where he goes. Mexico, Hawaii? Well, where, I don't know how what the the charge of that submersible there was, goes. There, there's a Bradenton, Florida connection. Starts a new life, grows a gets a new baseball cap, and grows a mustache. <laughs> he survives, Nick. And then Wahlberg looks
0: and sees the boat. He just notices that the boat is called Andrea Gale 2, and the submersible is called Andrea Gale 1, so he did stay with the ship. He did not breach the captain's oath. He gets out. That's
1: great. It survives, yeah. And, and then Mary Elizabeth says, was that little geek that just went by? No, best joke. Propeller of the s- submersible cuts Wobber's jugular, <laughs> and he patches it with a cube of shark head. Anyway, so Clooney escapes. Was what I'm saying. That's my sequel. I like it. it starts my, a life of crime. Go ahead. What about you? Here, here's the crime. Mary Elizabeth Mastertonio. She is
0: carrying on the seafaring ways. That's what she did. That's what the real person did. Not lying. Mm-hmm. She is out there, and she is still kicking ass. she is still on a hot streak, catching all sorts of swordfish in a dumb way she she all of a sudden she starts hearing ghastly voices on her c b radio ghostly fucking whispers and stuff, and she realizes it's the crew of the Andrea Gale communing with her through her c b and all they do is describe the pain of death to her constantly, describing in like minute detail about what it's like to be drowning and to be captured by the fish, and then having their bones get dragged along the, the ground as the currents change. And she sure. finally, she finally just she throws that CB into the water. Says, "Fuck, fuck listening." That's her last words in the film. That's sounds, sounds perfect. <laughs> Look, perfect, man. yeah. You've been given Good. the finance and have your own business associated with the perfect storm. What would you build? Oh, I'm gonna,
1: do, I'm gonna make a, a game. You heard of bobbing for apples. I'm going for bobbing for mihawks. You know, it's like this <laughs> little game that you can fish little mihawks out of a bowl of water with your mouth. And I mean, you can use your mouth. Sure. Yeah. Let's just make it a mouth. Okay. And Bobbin for mehawks because that's what they do in this movie. Remember, he they, he's in the sea and they're just trying to get that I don't know what is it like a little chain bed, whatever they put the people in to rescue them. <laughs> chain bed works. And, and there's flopping it all around and he's trying to get a hold of it. Remember, and he goes he's in it at one point and then it dunks into the sea and he's not there. Right. it's like Bobbin for mehawks. What do you think? I love it. I a little love it. dash mehawk. What a great name. You know he has Tourette's by the way. Did we talked about this before. He, and he was yeah he
0: was on a uh he, there was an infomercial that he was on that would come on are you serious mm-hmm. my my business is uh obviously i created a perishable toy set uh it's the andrea gill and her crew and you have to play with it quick guys kids you got to play with it quick because you look the other way it's gone forever you got to be queer I, gotta, I made perishable toys you play oh. with them in the bathtub. Look away. Maybe you scrub a scrub a muffin or two. The ship and its
1: patrons are all d- dissolved and gone. Yeah. Doesn't last. Yeah, doesn't last for long. Okay, fair enough. I like the name. For that. It's not a bad name for a ship, Andrea Gale. Maybe. Kind of yeah. like it.
0: It's gone. It didn't make it. Look, man. You've been added to the running time of the Perfect Storm. You're inserted into the movie. What shape does your performance take? Such a good question. What character would I be in the Perfect Storm? I'm Neptune himself. I'm lying in the bottom in my in my special bed. And I'm starving. And I, I send a rumble from my tummy through the sea. It reverberates and creates a storm. That's how it happens. And then six Happy Meals come on down. Is it, is it six? Six Happy Meals. And then I was like, I need a digestif. Here comes Millard. <laughs> Little digestif. I was craving Karen Allen, but I settled for six lonely sailors
1: and then a... Shitty rescue diver. This is a real person, by the way. So we're just talking about the character. Again, it's, I think Millard really was a person, you know? Just saying. Speaking just kind
0: of, of real persons, Neptune, mm-hmm. hungry as shit, at the bottom of the sea. I sent, a, I sent a tummy vibe, just like I did when the Impossible movie. When we do that, Yield, that'll happen as well.
1: I <laughs> ate the shit out of six. You sent a, <laughs> a, t- <laughs> a tummy vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, car- I am Neptune as well the planet Neptune, oh, I'm way up in space, and I'm like, what's happening now? I can't see, like I'm trying to get like a telescope out, I'm trying to get, you know, I sense that there's a tummy vibe that I've rung out on Earth, <laughs> and I'm trying to, is that, can only mean one thing, perfect storm, and I just, trying to get, how can I look, I'm just so far out. I'm like, I don't have a sense, this sucks being up here as a planet. You know, I'm ta- you know what I'm talking about? I wanna know, I've heard rumors, other planets are speaking but i just that's me that's my character do you think you'd planet shame pluto into not being a planet for a while no, i don't i don't i don't do that like i feel bad for pluto i'm woke
0: <laughs> I feel bad look you've you've been asked to incorporate something from the perfect storm into your life a mantra a ritual a rhetoric a yeah discipline and i mean mine's pretty self-explanatory you know one of the great things about being a, a captain on the sea is there's these cool shanties and there's cool sayings and stuff like that yeah yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna modify an existing one for my purpose so the original is red sky at night sailor's delight red sky in morning sailor's warning sure i'm adding a line okay perfect storm all day sebastian and younger get paid
1: he did get paid. He got paid, paid out. He
0: got paid out. Speaking of people with striking blue eyes, red sky at night, sailors' delight; red sky in the morning,
1: sailors' warning; perfect storm all day. Sebastian, get paid out. I like that man. Yeah, he did. He he wrote another book. Remember, he he he's not a prolific oh. author, but he wrote another kind of big book. Did he do Unbroken? A bit later. No, it was a woman, I think. Mm-mm. No, he didn't he did write unbroken. another book. He, yeah, the woman did that. Did Unbroken wrote a, a sea biscuit as well? I believe. That's yeah. Speaking of, that's what Wahlberg was at the end of this. Neptune's fucking tum
0: vibe paid out.
1: Well, I mean, I'll just wait for the perfect moment to drop, you know, like a I told you so line on somebody, you know. You know, never buy a surprise house for a soon to be waterlogged dude. You know, just like that's never buy a surprise house for somebody. That, that's just, that, I'll keep it short and sweet. Don't buy a surprise house. It's just a bad idea. Betsy's husband was very bossy. Who? Betsy's husband, Betsy Ross's husband, I told you
0: so. And now look at you. Thank it's, you for trying to save it. I, I do appreciate that's it. That's the cutest second grade. Look, man, mm-hmm. you've been trapped to see all these many years on an island gathering debris from various films. And now it's time to take something from The Perfect Storm. What you're bringing along.
1: Fitting movie, right? To like. 100%. Take something from here. There's so much to take The Flemish Cap, <laughs> Broken Ice Machine, Headshot. The bucket full of, uh, what are the, what's that? Glow sticks? Full of glow sticks, that's what I'm going to take. They had a huge amount of glow sticks on the ship. And Their glow than, stick budget was supreme. William Fickner was in charge of them. There was like 800 glow sticks that he spilled on the dock of that Never ship. Never got it right, the entire movie, with the glow and sticks. He, and so he, um, yeah, he was a bad person to put in of the brown wall. I'm going to take all those glow sticks with me. All 800. And light your island. Months. Yeah. Play that game where you're trying to walk maybe you maybe drink a little too much and try to walk with that huge bucket in a straight line without it without tripping, without it spilling over, you know, bite you over. We can do that together. It's cute. Can you come over to my island? Do we ever we never I, visit each other's island, do we? I think there has to be at
0: least astral projection involved, you know, maybe Let's we Let's do that. Yeah, we can suspect zero our
1: way into each other's yards every once in a you're, while. You're for for sure going to drop it if you're astral projecting to my island, trying to play that game. But what about you? Well, you know,
0: one of the reasons the story endures is there's still a a sense of mystery associated with it. Sure. And I don't want to lose that mystery. So Mm -hmm. I'll do what's right by nature and right by the families of the people and what's right by the movie, and I'll preserve that mystery. Okay. So I got the real ship remains and the real bones from everyone. No. I got them on my island in a big old mess keep safeguarding it so that they're never discovered and the mystery is intact. I think it makes it a larger-than-life story. It preserves their legacy. It creates... We don't want to think that they actually perished. Maybe the Andrea Gill is still out there somewhere. Sure. And and I've made it very clear that their bodies are in my backyard but you get the ship as well, huh? Got the remains of the entire boat. I even have...
1: I thought it was uh, unsanitary and unfair to take Millard. You said, want wow. uh, That's... The, he says... Got them in a messy pile, huh? Okay, fair enough. I'm, yeah. got, I'm juggling light sticks over. I got too many Too many. I know what to do with. Mine and, my own over and, here. And, uh, just, and then I will astral project over and
0: say, can I borrow one of those light sticks? And I will make my hand solid for just a second. And astral project myself back onto the island and reveal with the glow stick, indeed, I did get Millard by accident. That is unmistakably Millard, also my favorite sitcom, but I don't have Dale Murphy, Shocking twist
1: reveal. <laughs> so dumb.